It seems as though the Atlanta Falcons have their, we'll call it a solution for a subpar defense. They're going to outscore everybody. And I'm kind of excited for it because the Atlanta Falcons are offensively anyways, a, a really good team. And they got some really good draft picks over the last couple of years. Kyle Pitts, even though hopefully this is the year he breaks out, especially my fantasy team is hoping so. Bajon Robinson is going to be that dude, the first round pick in the 2023 NFL draft this year for the Falcons. Also uh, got guys like Drake London, you know, Matt Collins coming over from the Raiders there. So overall, this offense, I think it's pretty safe to say it's going to be the NFL's most underrated offense. And just looking at, again, who, what they got here, I definitely think there's a reason to be excited because all, overall, yes, uh, John Robinson, Tyler Algier, who, yes, ran for over 1,000 yards as a former fifth-round pick. Also, Cordero Patterson, the greatest kickoff returner of all time. Yes, not even a debate. Uh, and then Taylor Heineke also is kind of like, I don't want to say a backup plan to Desmond Ritter, who I think is going to really do and have a good solid second year in the NFL. But hey, it never hurts to have a really good contingency plan. Also, we mentioned Kyle Pitts as well as Janu Smith. I think he's going to have a really good year as well. Felipe Franks, the, the former quarterback turned tight end. I'm excited to see what potentially could be done with that, uh, with this offense. And then also, yes, like we talked about, you know, the rest of this offense is pretty interesting like honestly you've got two wide receivers in drake london and matt collins that quite honestly get it done scotty miller's nothing to balk at and uh you know uh, if you just take a look at what they did last year i think that this was subbar quarterback play we can definitely we know that overall marcus Mariota, even when he's trying to throw a pass is not like trying to dive backwards i guess he's not he, he's not a starter in the nfl but overall threw for over 2200 yards 15 touchdowns and nine interceptions last year desmond ritter didn't throw a pick through through four starts he was two and two i think there was some things to build on there and yes we mentioned tyler algier being a former fifth round pick that ran for over a thousand yards for him last year um even cordero patterson who just seems to be that stud in fantasy i don't care what anybody says but Overall, I think you've got enough going for you, especially on this offensive side of the football for the Falcons, that I think this could be one of the most underrated units for the entire NFL. Their offensive line is good. In fact, I wish I, I, I wish my Vikings and Raiders had their offensive line, but they can run the football. I feel like Arthur Smith is going to put this offense in a position where it's going to get first downs. It's going to be efficient, especially with Desmond Ritter at the helm. And quite honestly, I think that this is going to be a fun offense to watch. I think that 27 to 32 point range is what you're probably going to expect out of them this year but I do think they're going to be a top unit just in terms of scoring the football and I don't think that's necessarily that much of a, a stretch especially when you consider the fact this was already a middle of the pack offense with guys like Marcus Mariota as the starting quarterback so imagine if Desmond Ritter is just a little bit of a step above Marcus Mariota, which I believe he is. This is a top 10 offense just with Desmond Ritter. Even better if you get a better quarterback in there. But Desmond Ritter, I think, is going to be something to cheer about, as well as the NFL's most underrated offense for the Atlanta Falcons. But let us know what you guys think. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, and comment down below. Uh, that's what helps people find the show. Leave that like and that comment. We would greatly appreciate it. But overall, let us know what you guys think about the NFL's most underrated offense with the Atlanta Falcons. It was talked about all offseason. Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets going to be the savior for him. And he, this is not me hating on him, so I probably need to change the tune here a little bit right off the bat because I think Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, this is kind of a match made in heaven. But at the same time, this is kind of a do-or-die situation for both parties because Aaron Rodgers last year for the Packers clearly did not get it done because after a while they just started running the football. I mean, when you got those two, those two guys uh, running the football, I completely get it. But 
This is kind of one of those situations where Aaron Rodgers is going in with a really good defense uh, led by Quinton Williams, who just got a major contract that he absolutely deserved. He's going into it with some weapons, uh, a better offensive line than a lot of NFL teams have. And he has the freedom, I feel like, with the Jets to really be in command, really teach these younger players, guys like Garrett Wilson, who I'm really excited to see what he does in year two. I think when it's all said and done, he could be one of the best wide receivers in the game. Uh, definitely no question, or at least uh, in the league right now. Um, definitely down the line maybe it will be one of the best of all time it's definitely a possibility but for right now Aaron Rodgers and the Jets like this is a match made in heaven because last year you had the Jets who were looking pretty good now this is Mike White's stats and I'll bring him up in a second but overall you were sitting in a position where you're four what five and two at one point and then yes you kind of got you lost to the Patriots which is it's tough as it is you won against the the Bills got a big time win embarrassing again against the Patriots and then you got a win against the Bears and then it just went downhill from there and again I understand that the quarterback has been really the missing piece for this team for a while now. Again, Garrett Wilson, Joe Flacco, Mike White, whoever was starting there, it just wasn't pretty. And Aaron Rodgers, he's going to provide some stability. There's no question about that. But overall, this is a do-or-die situation for Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. They have the defense. Looks like they have the quarterback, the coach, uh, or at least the offensive coordinator to get the most out of him or continue to do that. They've got a running game, an offensive line, and everything. That's going to help him out. So, And again, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to have to carry this team, and I don't think he should have to, especially at the this point in his career uh, but I think overall you've got a good defense you've got a quarterback that knows what it takes to win he's won a Super Bowl um, as we've covered but overall this is a do or die situation for Aaron Rodgers and the Jets and I think that nobody can make it a mistake about it but let us know what you guys think make sure you guys like subscribe and comment down below leave a like and a comment like I said that's what helps people find the show thank you guys so much for all of your support but at the end of the day let us know what you guys think about this being a do or die type situation for Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets Ron Rivera has been a very respected head coach in the NFL for a very long time. You love the story of him beating cancer. You love the story about how uh, really he rallies his guys. They want to play for him. And yes, he's had success. He went to the Super Bowl back, what was it, 2015 against the Broncos when they had like the best defense ever that year and Cam Newton just got swallowed up like every play. And he's, like I said, he's a respected coach. He brought the Panthers to a couple of playoff appearances, won the division a couple of times, uh, did get fired and then went over to the Commanders. He made the playoffs in his first year. Not a lot of people remember that. But at the same time, I'm still kind of wondering like how much longer he does have uh, with the Commanders. Now, I'd want to pressify, I want to preface this by saying that Ron Rivera is not really the problem to me. I really feel like you need to get a quarterback there. And if it's Sam Howell, great. If it's not, you need to keep searching because it is the most important position in the entire NFL. And if Sam Howell ain't it, he ain't it. And the commanders under Ron Rivera over the last three years, yes, again, made his, made the playoffs in his first year there. Um, they went 7-9. and nine. They lost in the playoffs. And then, yes, the last two years there, like he was really on the cusp. He had him playing very well this last year uh, down the stretch. Uh, but overall, they could not close it out. And, yes, it was a very competitive division. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it wasn't. Uh, but it's also the fact that, hey, Ron Rivera has talent. Sam Howell we covered as the quarterback that we're really excited about. You've got Brian Robinson Jr. back there in the running back field as well as Antonio Gibson. Also, Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson might be one of the most slept on wide receiving uh, one, well, number one and number two wide receiving core in the entire NFL. Logan Thomas, we talked about it. This guy is uh, one of our favorite players. Uh, they also got Curtis Samuel. And on defense, it's not like you have the best defensive line in the entire NFL. 
Oh, wait, yeah, you do. And uh, honestly, top to bottom, this defense is respectable, and I know that you are really just looking for it to kind of take over. But you got to do kind of wonder what is going on in terms of how much longer Ron Rivera can sit there and not win. Because I know it's not all his fault, but, you know, the, or at least we'll, we'll take that back for a second. I will at least say that how much longer can the commander sit there without a number one quarterback? And is Sam Howell that guy? We have yet to see it. I would really like to see it, but overall, I think the commanders definitely have some questions to answer. To be fair, it's not like this guy has had the best owner in football either. Like Dan Schneider, honestly, with the sale and everything going through, it's been kind of a train wreck. And I understand that, you know, having that guy as a leader, having that guy as the owner definitely does put the franchise in a tough spot. But as the head coach, I think Ron Rivera is definitely facing an uphill battle this year. Hopefully, Sam Howell can be that dude for the commanders. But overall, there's definitely some things to answer. And uh, you do kind of, it starts to kind of creep into your mind a little bit. How much longer does Ron Rivera have? Uh, but let us know what you guys think. Make sure you guys like comment and subscribe down below leave a like and a comment like we said hey it helps people find the show uh, but at the end of the day let us know what you guys think about this being it potentially for commander's head coach ron rivera With training camp set to begin next week for most NFL teams, or I think all of them, doesn't matter. At the end of the day, training camp is here. It's basically right around the corner. Saquon Barkley is still in his contract negotiations with the New York Giants. And quite honestly, it's getting to the point where we're going to have to ask the question, you know, should he hold out? Uh, and I think that running backs right now, I don't know that they have quite the power that they've had in the past. Now, first off, we need to start by talking about the absolute dude that Saquon Barkley is. So last year, yeah, ran for over 1,300 yards and 10 touchdowns, also caught 57 passes. Is always going to be that dude that is a, a workhorse running back that can do a lot of different things. But at the same time, again, you have to ask yourself the question of what exactly he can get paid. Now, what do I think he deserves? I honestly think uh, I, I, if it was the old days back when AP was still playing Adrian Peterson, yeah, I would have no problem paying him hundred million dollar contract back then this is now he would be lucky right now to get 10 million dollars a year i think he deserves it though uh especially you just paid a guy like daniel jones uh, all that money over 40 million dollars a year whatever it is and this dude was the absolute heartbeat of your offense last year now yes they did go ahead and get guys like jalen hyde in the draft i am uh, overall more excited about this offense for the new york giants but Let's not forget that Saquon Barkley has been that dude and really the workhorse carrying this whole offense for the Giants, you know, for a while now. And yes, I know there's been some injuries and some things that have gone on, but overall, he's a solid running back. He is the absolute, like, backbone of your entire offense or was for the last couple of years. And before Daniel Jones had all these weapons, I mean, he was the dude. Now, Daniel Jones has better weapons. I understand all of that. But at the end of the day... You got to pay your own. And Saquon Barkley, I believe, uh, as far as holding out, I don't think he should, but I, I would completely understand it if he did because this man deserves to get paid. He deserves to be well compensated for what he's done for the Giants organization and its offense. And until Daniel Jones steps up, I think that it is safe to say that Saquon Barkley is the best offensive player on the Giants squad, no question in my mind. So, uh, you know, obviously Andrew Thomas is pretty good. Uh, as well as Darren Waller. But Saquon Barkley, he's been that dude for a while. He deserves to get paid. And quite honestly, like I said, I don't think he should hold up, but I would get it because this man deserves to get his money. But let us know what you guys think and make sure you guys like, comment, and subscribe down below. Should Saquon Barkley hold out for more money? Uh, but at the end of the day, let us know in the comment section and let us know what you guys think about the ultimate decision facing Saquon Barkley.
Either we're getting old or the running back position in the NFL just isn't what it used to be and therefore it's being severely undervalued. Well, I think it's a little bit of both. But overall, yes, you saw the news that came down from ESPN earlier today. No deals for tagged running backs Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, and Tony uh, Tony Pollard. Yes, this is not really that much of a shock. The harsh reality of it all is we're just not going to see the type of contracts we saw in the Adrian Peterson days, back in the Marshall Falk days. Uh, like Those days are just gone, unfortunately. And there's a lot of different reasons for that. Uh, quite honestly, I feel like uh, there's... A lot of different players that deserve a lot more credit than what they're going to get, uh, you know, honestly, what they're going to get credit for, plus also the money that I feel like they deserve. But the harsh reality of it is, is if you are over, what, 24-25 in the NFL as a running back, you just aren't going to get paid what you were. I mean, Josh Jacobs, the leading rusher in the NFL last year, the dude just balled out over 2,000 all-purpose yards from scrimmage, also had 12 touchdowns. Uh, but let's be real, he's got over 1,200 touches to his name, and he's not even, uh, you know, and he's going into his 24 fifth uh year old season so overall like where he's going to be 25 excuse me and Saquon Barkley is in a similar boat the guy has been very productive over the last couple of years for the Giants he basically was their offense and now it just hasn't happened and we've seen this all offseason Dalvin Cook got cut by the Minnesota Vikings uh the contract talks between Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley like they never quite reached the plateau that we thought they were going to Isaiah Pacheco ended up being one of the best running backs in the playoffs last year and helped the Kansas City Chiefs win a Super Bowl as a seventh round draft pick the harsh reality of it is is just the fact that the running back position in the NFL isn't what it used to be and I think it's going to be forever changed teams uh, are really setting precedent you're going to sit here and tell me that Guys like Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler, they're taking a look at their running back position and are not going to con consider a guy like Zamir White to step up immediately for Josh Jacobs. He's on a cheaper contract. He's a lot less wear and tear on his body despite the injuries he had in college. Uh, oh, same thing for the Giants. They just drafted Eric Gray, the standout running back from Oklahoma last year. It's unfortunate to say, but running backs just aren't going to get their due that they got in the past. And I think we're going to start to see more teams really start to put up second contracts for running backs that have had those amount of touches through the first four or five years of their career. Now, do I think that we're going to start seeing running backs completely, uh, you know, go undrafted and uh, not even be drafted in the first round? I don't think so. There's something to be said. There's just once in a while, there's just special running backs. They're going to get special treatment. I mean, honestly, you know, I felt like the Falcons really shocked everybody by getting Bajan Robinson this year. But overall, he's a special player. And so are Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley. But the reality of the situation is the fact that they just aren't going to get the money that they um, you know, probably would have gotten in the past. And even though I think they deserve it, NFL teams are putting more of a focus on the quarterback, the wide receiver, the defensive line, the lineman, like everywhere else is getting the money and let's face it the running backs they get hit the most they are you know uh, whether they're getting the ball or not it's pass protection it's catching the ball it's running the football it's probably the most physically demanding position in the entire nfl uh, you know so honestly the running backs they're not going to get the money that they want but overall let's face it the what we're seeing the all-time great running backs the, the running backs that we'll always remember i just don't know that we're going to see that quite as much in the nfl anymore and uh quite honestly i think the running back position is changing in the nfl forever but let us know what you guys think make sure you guys like subscribe and comment down below that's what helps people find the show thank you guys so much for all of your support but let us know what you guys think about the running back position in the nfl changing forever With mandatory minicamp and OTAs now pretty much wrapping up for most NFL teams, I think that we all know what's coming. Yes, players are headed for Bora Bora. They're headed for things like Cancun. They're headed for South Dakota. 
No, they're not. Okay, let's be real. They're not heading for the, the South Dakota, even though it's the Mount Rushmore State, all that great places, great faces, great places, all that whatever it is. Nailed it, right? No. They are going out. They are going to go do their thing before we head to training camp. But that does not take away from the fact that there are questions facing all 32 NFL teams. And today we're talking about the top questions facing the Seattle Seahawks before training camp. And I think it all starts with the secondary. Yes. How good can this secondary be? The Legion of Boom 2.0 question mark? Perhaps. But you got guys like Devin Witherspoon, who you got uh, in the draft this year. You're absolutely excited about him. I think he's going to be a stud right next to Tariq Woolen. You're not really that worried about it. But you even got guys like Kobe Bryant, Quandre Diggs. Jamal Adams like just top to bottom you are really excited about this secondary because it is going to be pretty good yes there's no debate about it we are really excited about it and overall there's going to be a reckoning here on the defensive side of the football we're excited to see it but how good can it be is that is that ultimate question number one if you ask me number three Running back workload reps. Like, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little, like, shocked. I don't know necessarily what to expect. Yeah, Kenneth Walker the third, as well as Zach uh, Charbonnet, uh, DJ Dallas, Kenny McIntosh, who got from the Bulldogs, The um, who is a, yes, she's a national champion. Yes, this running back room is crowded. But I think it's more of along the lines of what we're seeing with NFL running games. Uh, but now the Seahawks seem to have found themselves uh, something that works for them because Walker absolutely tore it up last year. Uh, that defense, oh, man, obviously that's a big question. Hopefully that thing – they can get their things together, especially from a run defense perspective, uh, you know, which we'll touch on here in a second. But overall, the running game, how are these running back reps going to get split up? You've literally drafted what seems like 12 billion running backs over the last couple of years. But, hey, uh, I'm excited to see how it all does come together for uh, for the Seahawks. Uh, number two, yes, how fast will the rookies come along? We talked about Witherspoon, uh, but Jackson Smith and Jigba, he has been turning heads. I'm excited to see what he does. I think he's going to be a lot of fun. Cameron Young, the defensive tackle uh, coming up, I think he's going going to have uh, his work cut out for him. He's going to have to continue to get better there. Um, but even guys like Derek Hall, I really expect big things out of him. I really feel like he's going to be a guy that is going to have some big expectations on him because, hey, this this defensive line needs to get after it for the Seahawks. Also, Devin Witherspoon, we touched on it. You've got a lot of quality picks here in the first and second rounds for the Seahawks, and quite honestly, you're going to expect some big things out of him. How fast can they come along? How fast can they help this team win? Ultimately is the question. And finally, i got to be honest. Now, I also did forget to uh, talk about the defensive tackle position, but for right now, uh, actually, Actually, no, we didn't. Here we go. Number one. Yes. Who's going to play in at defensive tackle as well as center? So right now a D tackle. I think it was Brian Moan that was injured uh, during uh, the earlier portions of it, whether it was OTAs as well as minicamp, mandatory minicamp. That is Jonah Tavai I'm excited about, but I know there's been some things going out there. Uh, Austin uh, Falelu. I know that's not even correct or even close to how you pronounce his name, but yes, there's some question marks here with this defensive tackle room. I know Jaron Reed is back as well, but Cameron Young, is he literally going to start for you? Literally, really, that's what we're doing, but I don't know. Overall, I, I'm a little worried about it, if I'm being perfectly honest, but then you look on the other side of the football, you've got Evan Brown and Olusugun, Olu, Oluwatanami, uh, Oluwatimi, excuse me, who is playing center. That Honestly, Oluwatimi is going to surprise some people. That's, there's a reason we said he's the steal of the draft for the Seahawks, and quite honestly, I think he could be your starting center. But that's ultimately the question that does come down to it. Who's going to play D-tackle? Who's going to play center? Who's going to be in charge of the inside? We'll have to see how it all does shape out uh, for the Seattle Seahawks. But that is it. That is our top questions facing the Seattle Seahawks. Did we miss anything? Let us know in the comment section down below. Also, remember to leave us a like. And hey, please remember to subscribe. Helps people find the show. Thank you guys so much. But at the end of the day, let us know what you guys think about our Seattle Seahawks top questions before training camp.
getting over the hump can be tough for no matter who you are. Let's be real. Uh, whether you're trying to get a savings goal, maybe it's with your significant other. You got to get that Lamborghini or just save it. Uh, or maybe you're trying to get that 400-pound bench press. Hua! Or, or if you're the Dallas Cowboys, we talk about getting over that hump, finally getting back to and winning a Super Bowl. And quite honestly, I think this is the year the Cowboys could do it, but there's a lot of different things that could happen and will need to happen for them to do it. Uh, and it's, and I'm, I'm going to start by saying, it, I'm not making excuses here for the Cowboys either. It's not like they're in the toughest division in football, or yeah, I'm going to say it, uh, in the NFC East that saw three, uno, dos, cuatro teams uh, that made the playoffs last year. And now that Dan Snyder isn't the owner of the Washington Commanders, Maybe back, maybe fourth. Like, there's quite honestly, I think the commanders are in a better spot. But they were in one of the toughest divisions in football last year. They went and played the best defense uh, in the San Francisco 49ers as well. And it was one of the most efficient offenses that we've seen from the 49ers too. So, quite honestly, I know that there's a lot of excuses and people of haters for the Dallas Cowboys. I got nothing against the Cowboys. They continually beat my Vikings up. And, uh, yeah, my Raiders is never pretty there either. But, overall, I am excited to see what they do this year. So, at quarterback, you got Dak Prescott. He's been doing it for what seems like a decade. And as you go over our depth charts here, we just ask for a little bit of patience because, yes, we probably did spell something wrong. We're sorry for the typos, but it is what it is overall. Uh, Tony Pollard, you are sad to see Zeke Elliott go, or are you, unless he's snapping the football. Might be too early for that joke. But, uh, yes, yeah, CeeDee Lamb, Brandon Cooks, Michael Gallup, you're really excited to see what they do this year. Uh, you know, I think Cooper Rush, the legend that absolutely beats the Vikings every single time. It's frustrating, but the man is a man. Um, you know, you're also really excited to see guys like Deuce Vaughn uh, the later round pick there the running back coming up out of Kansas State I think he's going to do some big time stuff here for the Dallas Cowboys and yes this defense you've got literally probably one of the best defensive end duos in the entire NFL in Demarcus Lawrence as well as Micah Parsons Leighton Van Der Esch when I spell his name right is that dude Damone Clark and Jabril Cox the legend from NDSU before he went over to Florida there and then, yes, Stephon Gilmore coming over for the Cowboys, for, uh, as well as J. Ron Kearse, the one that got away for the Minnesota Vikings, uh, and Trayvon Diggs there as well. So, you know, this defense uh, is stacked. The secondary has been good for a while, but Mozzie Smith, to me, was the missing piece. Getting him there in the first round, he's a guy that can do a lot of different things for your defense. He can do a lot of different damage for opposing offensive lines. I think he can rush the passer, as well as take up double teams, and these linebackers and such can run uh, sideline to sideline and make their plays. And like I said, yes, the Dallas Cowboys uh, are going to be in a tough division this year, but you know, in terms of getting over the hump, I think they can do it. I think that they've finally assembled the defense that they needed. Uh, you know, the offense has been there for a while now. Uh, you know, maybe Mike McCarthy doesn't stand in the way, but overall, this team is talented. It is rearing and ready to go. It has faced heartbreak in the last couple of years in the playoffs, and I think it's time that we see the, the Dallas Cowboys back in the Super Bowl because I think it could definitely happen this year. But let us know what you guys think. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, and leave a comment that's what helps people find the show uh we greatly appreciate all of your guys support thank you so much for everything it's not wasted on us but at the end of the day let us know what you guys think about what the dallas cowboys need to do to get over the hump and get back to a super bowl